Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 106 of the Couch on Ice podcast. You're going to hear a bit of a different intro here as our previous intro corrupted. So it's just going to be me introducing the podcast, the boys. It's the regular of us, me, Chase, and Jordan. Didn't get a chance to talk about Stanley Cup Final because it corrupted as well, but we will be talking about that on Friday's podcast. So I will leave it with you guys and enjoy. All right, everyone, you're going to hear a bit of a cut there. My computer overheated. Another technical difficulties. Uh, we're going to change the podcast title to that, to technical difficulties, because that's all we have recently. I'm going to throw it over to you to jo- I just swallowed a frog. I'm going to throw it over to you to Jordan. A frog? <laughs> sounded frog like it. Know? I don't know what oh, word just frog? came out when I said Jordan, but it wasn't Jordan. Um, <laughs> Man, I want a frog now. I'm going to throw it over to you, Jordan. You can talk about the awards. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Uh, let's kick it with the Vesna. Yeah. Very simple. Igor Shesterkin. This guy won it by a fucking landslide. Like, a monstrous landslide. 32 votes. He got 29 for first. Yeah. Uh, no surprise, frankly. Um, yeah. Uh, the top 15, or sorry, the top 10 is a tied 7th place of Thatcher Demko, Billy Huso, and Tristan Jari. Sorokin at 6th, Vasilevsky at 5th, Freddie Anderson at 4th, UC Saros at 3rd, Jacob Markstrom at 2nd, and the aforementioned Shesterkin at 1st. Man, you know like Shister- or Sorokin is only that high because Lou put him 1st in his fucking ballad? Because Lou is a homer, and like, I'm just gonna pick my own goalie, my own starting goalie. Really good. <laughs> he was know. one of the the few others, the three others than Vasilevsky. He got one vote for first. Uh, Vasilevsky, sorry, got one vote for first. Other than Shesterkin, I was meaning. Um, right, yeah. Old Freddy. Yeah, old Freddy. Somebody was thinking like me. Probably. I believe I was. Don would I want him to win. <laughs> You know, I wanted him to win, but it's like Shesterkin's clearly like was just ridiculous. Oh, he was insane. He was insane. Uh, he was up for the heart. It was pretty unanimous. Not yeah. What was that thing they showed at the awards ceremony? They were like seventh all-time greatest like save percentage or something like yeah of all time. All time. So seventh. Like what? How are we even questioning? How how did those three people even question it? Like no. Next. <laughs> Next. Yeah. That also, is why he was in predicted. the heart. From the very start of the season, I said Mo Sider is going to win the Calder. Hey, my guy ladies got second. My guy got second. Fair enough. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome to Mo Sider's season. He wins the Calder this year. He's the first Detroit Red Wing in the expansion era to win. Because they used to just buy all the good players and they weren't rookies. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Those are sick, Better off. Sick guys. <laughs> Better yeah. off. Best players. Never bought anybody um, other than half of the players, if not more. <laughs> <laughs> One similar to the previous was also surprisingly a landslide. Really? Most Sider had, I'm not sure how the points are calculated, but he had. 1,850 points, 1,850. Second place, Trevor Zegras had 
1,191. Nice. So it was certainly Mo Siders. Yeah. Yeah, that's trippy that he got 1853. Like, his number is 53, dog. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Wild. And yeah. the point system uh, goes uh, 10 points for a first place vote, 7 for a second, 5, 3, and 1 for a fifth. And with you're wondering. the majority of first place votes, he had 170 votes for first nice. of the 195 members. Yeah, that's yeah, so that's, a... that's pretty unanimous. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. a little surprised that Bunting is a little lower, um, because I would have thought that he would have gotten a lot of like Galaxy Brain votes from a lot. There are a lot of Leaf fans that vote on this. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. He did have 877 himself in third place. Yeah, so I'm I'm just surprised he didn't get second most votes just because he's from Toronto, frankly. Um, yeah. Not that he didn't have a good season, but like... Wow. Well, yeah, well, he did have quite a... Yeah, it was quite, quite a, a good year, but he's vote. also I, I, five I, years more mature than the other guys, so you gotta take that yeah. into account, unfortunately. I wouldn't have been surprised if he got second, um... I was that's, definitely that's... interested to see how it went after that with Raymond being, like, half as yeah. many votes as Bunting. That kind of shocked me. Uh, or uh, half as many points, I guess, sorry. Yeah. And uh, Swayman being half as many points as that as well. Yeah, he was pretty high in that. threw me off a little bit, seemingly. But I guess once you get down to, like, a fifth place or a third place or a fourth place vote, you're talking, like, three and one point so yeah, exactly not really gaining too much when you getting minuscule points so agreed Lundell Lundell no first place votes I honestly thought somebody would put him as a first place vote just because of oh, some man, of the shit yeah. he did and the defensive prowess he had all year and right crap yeah. like that so. I agree with that surprising and my boy Carrier 10 that's nice, nice. that's what I like to see get in there Speaking of Leafs, we are on to the Ted Lindsay Award, which I don't have the stats for, but I can tell you the winner, of course. The first Toronto Maple Leaf to win it, Austin Matthews. Ilya Labushkin. Oh. 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 Close. Very close. Very close. (laughs) Certainly had to have been second. We know that much. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I'm not surprised by any means. Is this not the one picked upon the players? Yes, this is the league's most outstanding player. Voted upon the players, yeah, okay. Then it's yes. then it's obviously been Austin Matthews this year. Like I think Chase has been saying it all for how long now that this one's for sure locked down Matthews. It's the heart that's more up for question. So yeah, I don't know. The only other question the only other question was like, are people just gonna pick McDavid because McDavid's the best player in the world? Like which is fair. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. But Matthews was unreal. Unreal season. 60 yeah, goals. Yeah, he just had a hell of a season. Yeah, fantastic. In, in continuation, we are on to the Calder, which was a two-man race. We knew from the start that this was going to be between Roman Yossi oh, and Kyle McCarthy. Norris. The Norris, not the Calder. Yes, Sorry, not the best. I said the Calder. My apologies. I meant the Norris. I was um, like, yeah, let's talk about the Calder again. I thought you were making a joke or something. I was like, what? where's the punchline? No, no, no punchline. 
the two-man race of Kale McCarr and Roman Yossi, and holy hell, it came down to the wire. Oh, really? Uh, it did, yes. With 1,631 points, Kale McCarr is the winner of the Norris Trophy. Roman Yossi was very fucking close. So Kale McCarr had 1,631. Roman Yossi had 1,606. Oh, jeez. Holy crap. So... A couple Roman first place Yossi votes could have changed more, that. Roman Yossi had more first place votes at 98 compared to 92. But Kale McCarr had much more second place votes mm. at 98 compared to 76. Which Crazy. ultimately... So was the reason. What did Victor Hedman get then? Victor Hedman was in third with 940 points. He was still up there too, man. Yeah, so, he only yeah, got fourth place four. was Charlie McAvoy at 350. So it was yeah. definitely like a three-man show. But yeah, those, yeah, those guys... were the only guys that got picked for a first-place uh, vote. Wow. McAvoy once, and Hedman only got four. Which kind of fucking blew me away, because, like, yeah. I was kind of... I don't know why I lean that way. Like, it seems so obvious PK. that it's the car because of just how he's blown the league away. Yeah, you said year. it was the PK um, that leaned, yeah. But, like, yeah, the PK, man, like, this guy's relied on, like, legitimately on both ends of the ice all the time. Like, there's no situation you don't put, put him No, in. Know what I think um, went wrong in your head, yeah. Chase? I think you overthought what the voters brains were leaning towards i think we all yeah, should have just realized like it's, all... it's offense right this is an offensive award as long as you play good enough defense and you're not like tony yeah, d'angelo yeah. bad at defense then you're fine right so like <laughs> or okay sorry yeah uh tyson berry bad at defense that could be better either uh, one's fine either one you is fine good at something though Ryland. tyson berry's not good at anything <laughs> <laughs> he's good at moving the puck up Towards the other end of the what ice. Do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Some games. Some games. He plays power play and scores as well. That's right. That's right. You're right. He does do power play. He's really good at power play. Some games. Some games. When McDavid's on the power play, he's really good at power play. <laughs> I'd be too, buddy. I'd be too. <laughs> but he's like really good at power play. You don't understand. That's because he can actually play hockey <laughs> <laughs> yeah he can actually skate <laughs> yeah, most importantly but anywho i think we can move on Hard to our to next awards uh oh yeah. yeah do you have any more stats like who are the other d-men that were kind of voted is there any notice uh, so uh, adam fox was really the only other notable one he had 248 points after that it falls off to less than 100 oh okay yeah, like Ekblad did get like 34 fifth place votes, so it seems like he was at least, uh, yeah. If he hadn't gotten gotten injured, if he hadn't gotten injured, he would have been higher for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because he had some magnificent stats. He may have been, he may have been out ahead of Victor Hedman, frankly, in the finalists. Yeah, man. If he played all year, so. Anywho, I on think we can move on. Our final award, we've got the Hart Trophy, the, arguably the biggest award. Um, 
This one was another landslide. The first Maple Leaf since 1955 to win it, Austin Matthews. A landslide, interesting. A landslide, buddy. I am like I agree with like I I picked Austin Matthews too, but like I didn't. Austin think Matthews had a hundred and nineteen first place votes and a one thousand six hundred and thirty points. In second, had 1,111 points and only 29 first place votes compared to 119. I mean, like, I get it. I'm more shocked Shurkin wasn't ahead of McDavid in a way. Like, I get McDavid being there, but like, Shurkin, Chase said it, seventh best save percentage of all time. Like, didn't Harry Price win it on on a worse save percentage? When, yeah, like, geez, man, when they went, when we heard about the nominees for this, the, the finalist stories, um, I was like, well, then that must mean Shesterkin basically got this or was, like, really high up there and pushed somebody we all thought that was going to be in the finalist. Um, oh, like, Goudreau. myself would have been Johnny Goudreau. Um, lots it was Huberto or, you know, whoever, um, really could be Yossi, but he got even five first place uh, votes. More first place votes than Johnny Goudreau. Like, Huberto had more than he had 13, man, which is quite a few when you look at the mid-pack of dudes. Uh, But yeah, no, this kind of took me back. I didn't, did not at all honestly think Matthews was the MVP of the Maple Leafs that whole year. Like, I, I don't see it that much. Like, especially 119 out of that many, like, that seems... It's the goal. It's the goal tally to me. Like, the fact that the first player to score 60, that's the important marker. I feel he he scores 52 goals, and, like, don't get me wrong, fantastic season. I don't think it's a landslide. I think that six... I think that six zero makes the biggest difference in first place votes because we don't see this very often. In fact once a decade free frankly yeah so yeah i don't know i just like obviously like a guy got the ted Lindsay getting up with the yeah i just i don't i didn't don't i didn't understand why it wasn't somebody more like goudreau and yeah. i get it Yossi, i know what you mean this this should be the heart should be an mvp rather than the best player award um, like you're saying, I know what you're saying. You're saying that if Matthew, let's say Matthews wasn't there, the Leafs are still a very good hockey team. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very good hockey team without all. Not they're not a, like a. Even if you like replace Matthews with like a like half average. the money, you know, like if you're allowed to only use half the money or something like that, like it's still have a really good team here you know oh absolutely like you you switch them to any like like vincent trocheck or something like that and like this team is still fantastic in a playoff team um like with mitch marner creating everything he does he created so much open spots for matthews not that matthews didn't take him i know what you're saying chase um he wasn't he didn't drive his team to the playoffs like other players maybe did yeah, I don't like to say it, but I will just to be a dick. But like, you didn't deserve 119, and the next couple guys didn't deserve like not even 30. You know, like yeah. that's just yeah, that's a little wild. 
the land yeah i agree i agree that that exactly. the, the fact it's a landslide like i like i said i picked matthews i agree i i'm okay with it because of the 60 goals like i said but mm-hmm. yeah definitely shouldn't have been that big of a landslide i was genuinely shocked when you said it was yeah and that's all we got right. for awards, though. All right, we got a finalist. Yeah, we got finalists for the GM awards, do we not? Or the head coach wanted to? GM. 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 It was the Rangers, I think, Tampa and Colorado. And Jagillian, Breezebois. Yeah. Um, Breezebois. I can't remember what that list was. Not it was Breezebois. Uh, it was Drury. And it was. Yeah, Drury. And uh, Colorado's is Sackett. Sackett. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, who do you guys yeah. think will win that, then? We can discuss that for a second. It will not be Chris Drury. Ooh. I like Chris Drury. Actually, I, I might pick him. <laughs> Funny enough, out of them three. I'd probably go Sackick for me. Yeah. I've been really impressed with what he's done. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Manson and Lekkonen have been pretty key. But I actually mm-hmm. really did like Drury bringing Kopp and Vetrano. And, like, that really yeah. changed the... The Rangers a lot. It made them yeah, way more certainly. deep and threatening. Oh yeah, definitely. I love what he did for sure. Love they were it. fucking great and the deadline. But um, yeah, I see. Why, I I can understand why he'll win. I really do. But I don't know. I feel like it's got to be Breezewell, the old Tampa Bay. Like with Paul. I know it's Hagel. a little insane and a little bold to get the haggle, but like every game it's literally paying off more and more than it has all the way to this point. Like yeah. even if they don't win the cup, like that that trade deadline looks as good as the Rangers trade deadline and it was two trades. Yeah, um, I get that. And it's more obviously just the management, the fine detail management that he's had to do. This is a it's funny to say, but like when Stevie left the old Iserman, um like he gave the, him the toughest job was to nitpick around and yeah. fiddle around and dance around these fucking contracts, right? Not that I meant, not that they were bad contracts, but you had to deal with them. And yeah. you had to deal with giving Nikita Kucherov that full amount um, after that bridge was signed. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of dancing around to deal with. Um, yeah, you had to sign point as well um, down the road, like a year down the road there. So he's definitely had to do his work, and he's done, I agree, I know what you're saying with it. He's done very well. Integrating the young guys, too. Yeah. Um, giving up on kind of knowing. I don't know. Radish is kind of tough. I think he could have came up big, especially like the way him. he played this year. Yeah, he was pretty good. He had He's good. good uh, uh, numbers for rookies, technically. But, like, um, obviously you want the more experienced guys. So that might kick him in the ass, like, right the next couple of years honestly yeah and they also um, signed perry and they signed some depth guys on some cheap deals but but like yeah this is this is definitely working you know um calfoot coming in uh ross colton taking the bigger bigger, big, role. bigger role on this team yeah third line uh, like we said with nick paul all the time like stepping right in there uh yeah yeah fantastic fantastic it's really balanced itself out and he hasn't had to like touch anything everybody's really it's the same team it's yeah. pretty cool fair enough make a case for all three of them they had a really good year all three made some major decisions and changes that they had to make um and excelled on all of them frankly colorado getting a new goalie tampa bay frankly getting a whole new line 
uh, and Tampa Bay, or sorry, uh, New York Rangers, really filling in plugs that they were missing very badly. <laughs> Meat and potatoes early on, obviously, the offseason, and then just getting the right skill and grind guys to fit with your, your proper skill players. So, um, tough case, tough case pick between the few. Shall we uh, move into some brass and signings? Some coaches. Let's talk about Jay Woodcroft. Throw it over to you, Chase. He signed a three-year deal with Edmonton officially. You love this guy the most. Have pumped his tires the most and have been the most right about him. So, what do you have to say? Wood. Yep, love the mood. Uh, Woodcroft. Getting it done for you all day, every day. Um, I don't know, really. It seemed inevitable that it was going to happen. Charlie, I don't really. really yeah, it did. It wasn't, it wasn't surprising. It wasn't surprising. I agree. Um, interesting. Um, I'm kind of surprised with the term. I don't know if they just. I heard one time that you just give an extra year to guys because that's what you do because you're probably going to fire them anyways. Nobody <laughs> leaves this job by just like. Right. walking away at the end of their contract expiring contract and it also helps them because you never know if you're gonna get a job the next year like they're literally that might not be that opening for you yeah so like you won't get paid decent money um or whatever you might have to take an assistant or an ahl job or whatever the hell or sit out um, or but yeah um yeah, yeah the, the reason i'm saying that is because it could have been two years i don't like you know it it's, it's a jump up. I, I say I say you test the waters more than like give them like the three year. You're a coach now, sort of thing. Right. Um, but it doesn't really matter, honestly. Like I said, yeah, you're, I, you're gonna just. I think they were such a different team, anyways, right? Yeah, they were such a different team around him that like you gotta reward that in my eyes. And um, yeah, interesting hey, enough yeah, to hey. me, it it lines up their window exactly. Uh, three years. This core has three years. This coach, this core, everything. Because Dry Saddle's up in three years, so you're going to have to make big money changes to extend him, or if you don't, replace him, which would be catastrophic if you don't resign him, obviously. So, yeah, I think it's a three year window of like McDavid and Dry Saddle under these numbers, manageable contracts, you can say. At least Dry Saddle yeah. is. It's the next three years. So. Kenny Holland's going to have to make some big, bold moves, and that is not his forte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Smart, big, bold move, that I should say. Wand over, yeah. Gotta wave that magic wand for that goaltending and get somebody just Oh, also, I also heard there's rumors that Mike Smith is contemplating retirement or sitting yeah. out for the year. So Edmonton may have to go and get... A third goalie. And they might be forced and, uh, into getting a goalie. Yeah. The best situation possible. They'll be forced to sign at least one, which isn't a bad thing, but their yeah, market's but the dry. The problem is, is that, like, Mike Smith not playing or whatever, it's only like $2.2 million. It doesn't really give them cap flexibility to just go no, no. nuts or some, on somebody and just trade for somebody. So, But it's, it's still it's a, a player that needs to. situation for these guys there. They're going to be Penny, Nickel, and Diamond, uh, Pugliarvi, and uh, yeah. Yamamoto, and 
trying to get him for as long as possible. There's a lot of chatter about Puliarvi getting traded, but I've heard that um, too. I heard Wings fans just, are just like trade him to normal. us. Normal. What's that? A whole bunch of Wings fans were tweeting about like, oh, we could use a Puliarvi, and I did a, I oh, did yeah. a, I look, I did a your team like uh, armchair, and I've been filling around with your team. And I'm like, you guys really don't need as many players as your Twitter thinks you do. You have so many like positions already uh, filled. I don't know where they're seeing these players play and getting minutes, but like, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's insane that, how many yeah. they're like. We're gonna sign three big forwards. It's like you have pos- you have place for one. <laughs> yeah, like one. One <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, one top like, six forward. Go try to sign Trocheck if you can, or Ryan Strom. Pass that. Fuck off. You know, <laughs> like there's there's no point. Like there's really no point. No. Might as well just try to see if Milano or Rasmussen or somebody can step or even up. Suter can do step it up again. You know, like yeah. Uh, the the anything that I want defense. Well, yeah. Like I want. I would go out and trade for defense or pay for a defenseman to stabilize the old D crew. That's I agree. Too, too cloudy it's enough of this uh waiting for some of these guys that are like 20 to 23 to step in it's um, somebody to just do something other than mark stall and the boys that have been absolutely getting it done i have uh well we're on detroit too and we're all talking sorry to keep tangent going but i had a question i oh, asked it's chase it's all about tangents um i had a question i texted chase he still has not responded to me, so I'm going to ask him on the podcast again instead. <laughs> How would you feel about getting Matt Murray in Detroit while also no. getting picks and obviously getting futures for taking the contract? You can afford it, and you need a, a back, another goalie. No, I don't. Yeah, I do need another goalie. Detroit needs I another goalie. <laughs> just staring at her backup goalie situation, just like a gaping hole. Yeah. Uh, but the last thing I did was sign Yaroslav Halak. Like, Oof. it's just like, I don't even oh, well, care. Get Jimmy like, Howard back, buddy. Like, That's why, like. Anybody. I don't even care pay somebody to play backup goalie for us. Like, That's why I'm saying like Matt Murray. Do something like that. I'm not joking. It's not, it's not a bad thing to do. I wouldn't be it's not. horribly against it. But, like. That's just me. Like Stevie doesn't want to take on like shit. Like it's I only two more years. Probably take on somebody for three, four, three years. But... It's only two more years after this year. So like it's not that so, long. It's it's manageable. Like it's not like a five year deal. Like worrisome. Yeah, hey. It's it's up soon. And in my mind, you're getting around two seconds minimum to take it. Like, that's what Ottawa's giving yeah. up. And maybe a player. Like, yeah, you you might be able to steal a young player for them. Like, I know this isn't ideal, but they give him away is, is white. Would you take a chance on white, too? No, I, I definitely, in all reality, I, I would wouldn't do this. Fight. Because this is, what, <laughs> this is what I've done. Um, with Because I've created my own little armchair world. Because why the fuck not? I'm in the progress um, of it, yeah. I'm 22 teams deep. But, like, the wings are fucking, like... The one team I have that has just so much money, like just so much money, just sitting there. Yeah. Like, like I bet everybody else's team is close to like five million dollars, if not closer, to the you cap. Arizona like, too. <laughs> uh, no, not Arizona. Um, <laughs> would be the only other one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Wings are just sitting there with mad cap room. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I want to trade for like 
guys I've talked about before. I could probably give up my two extra second round picks and probably another extra pick and get like Alec Martinez and Jacob Middleton from Minnesota there. Um, so I would like to do that because I would really beef up our defense and make us more serious about um, actually being a better team uh, right now. And it would also push our young guys to like, you actually have to be good or else like we won't move on from Martinez or Middleton. Right. So we can keep those guys around. They're only got like, like Martinez has like a two year deal. So we kind of see how that goes. Um, give lots of money to Middleton for a long term if you really felt like it. But you know, Stevie, he won't do that. No. Your deal. Max, for Max. Four mil or three mil or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, like, that opens it up that I don't have any second round picks and stuff, so I'll get I'll take Matt Murray for a couple second round right. picks. So here's so, uh, maybe I would do that. Here's what uh, I'll tell you what I kind of have in front of me for Detroit. I'm still workshopping it. Obviously, it's not done, but uh, I, I got you guys getting Martinez and Matt Murray, and you still have twenty million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like so, I like, got Middleton in there, and I have like seventeen million dollars. So, but yeah. I did something strange that I, I'll bring up because I don't really like it, but I thought I'd throw him in there because it, it 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 stops one guy from playing, and that's Jonathan Bergren. And mm. I signed Evan Rodriguez for a one-year, four million dollar deal just nice. to see if Evan Rodriguez is Evan Rodriguez because Pittsburgh. I have them not being able to afford them, and I can I can kind of see that happening. So you're on the right um, you're on the right road. I agree because I think I have him going to Vancouver, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Right handed, he can play so, center, and he's offensive minded. Was my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing that I was thinking was like I kind of don't like it because then Bergen's probably no point of playing him. Unless you're moving on from like Sedina, Verana, Bertuzzi, right. which would kind of blow me away, but wouldn't blow me away if we lost, if we traded Suter, honestly. Yeah, I think that might be our wild card is that we trade Suter, and uh, we we throw these young guys at center. And, I like that. Um, yeah, I. Have, you know, that's a good happens, point because I've been looking at their team and they're kind of one forward too many, almost. You guys, yeah. and one is one needs to yeah. go. And I've been wondering who that one is. Like, is it as crazy? Do you trade Bertuzzi for, like, crazy profit back? Because teams want that type of player. Like, do you trade just small guys, like a fourth liner quick, just to fit in a young guy? I've been wondering. Yeah, exactly. And, like, in all reality, Bergeron playing with that uh, Soderblom. uh, Yeah. In the AHL next year probably wouldn't really be the worst thing for yeah. Soderblom himself. He's a Swede and stuff, maybe. Six foot eight. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, Bergeron will probably force himself up the way he played last year. Um, yeah. But, that's what I'm like thinking, said, too. Like, that's what I was wondering. That's why I don't like the Rodriguez thing, because I'd rather just, like, have almost no one there and play Sam Dottie in that third line center until Bergeron actually shows he's right. worthy or. Or third line, sorry, right wing. Yeah, I get it. that. I yeah, I'm fiddling around with it too, and yeah, I agree. But there's too that's many. Also hoping that Zadina can play second line. Like that's why I kind of thought maybe if I get these couple D men, why not? Like with the amount of money I have, why not pick up Rodriguez? Right. If I can sign him for one year, 
and my Zadina still plays like this, well then whatever, you can play third line. I'll yeah, throw Rodriguez with Suter, Verana, or whatever is working, right? So Yeah, no, um, I, 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 I like the way you're thinking along lines because I'm thinking of it similar to you. <laughs> With the other. Yeah, but I do like I do like the idea. Maybe I'll throw that in there. That would change That's my what Ottawa I did. thing. Like it changes Ottawa, and it, it I did a lot with Ottawa. I actually they have oh, no you cap did, space. Like, a lot with Ottawa? I did so okay, much with well. Ottawa. I fixed their defense, uh, not a lot, but enough to make it better at least next year. I made their centers better. I got, like, two centers for them, like, big names, too. Oh, so, wow. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't go with that wild, but, like... I think they might go a little, I, little crazy. I got Vitaly Kravstov, and that was before they signed that deal is what I was thinking. So, I got Kravstov and Nemeth is kind of where I was going with this and giving the Rangers Shane Pinto and, like, mm. Adam Goddard and retaining Nick Holden to, like give them all the cap space possible right. basically um just to get some crab stuff and oh, kind of dump in Zaitsev on Washington um <laughs> how you feel about that Jordan and then I also took Patrick oh, Hornquist like contract because yeah. why not if you if I'm so, getting a second round pick for uh Hornquist I can do that but it's funny you know. went and got Hornquist because I also traded for a player for a pick I went and got Monaghan <laughs> Um, to play as my third line center, so. Yeah, and now that now that you say that, I could use I have two second round picks that I could give the old wings or one of those second yeah. round picks. I give him two seconds to take Murray because it's two years, six million dollars. That's a whole like middle six forward you can replace with that for Ottawa. Oh so. yeah, right. No, that was the that was the uh, initial one. My my other one was so simple and plain. My actual one that I have was like that's connected to all the other ones I've been doing. I was getting Carl Hagelin boys, getting a third round pick from Washington to take on old Carl nice. Hagelin, giving him like a deep pick, and uh, doing like nothing <laughs> other than signing Claude Giroux. Yeah, I signed Claude Giroux and, too. And then I trade for Matt Grizzlick and give Boston Nick Holden retained for seven, so then he's yeah, only seven fifty k. Yeah, I've been um, looking at trading uh, Grizzlick as well. Because uh, that would be a mid-season move is what I was thinking. So when, like, Marchand came back or whatever, right. then that would be their casualty or something like that. It's kind of... Yeah, I don't dislike that at all. Um, fair enough. Yeah, we got lots of stuff. Interesting, man. Like, Very interesting. They, like, what do you do with Pinto? How much fucking faith do you have in this guy? Like, he seems like he could maybe be something he could be something super special man like he's so talented but he's so injury prone and he's like built like a toothpick so like i really worried (laughs) and he plays center the most physically daunting position at forward at least like especially where he gets injured it's always his shoulder and his arms and such like you need those for draws (laughs) so i'm a little worried about that um, I wonder if he, he's no going to be a skilled winger instead. I don't think he can handle the physicality of center. So that's where, I don't know, I keep him if I'm Ottawa. You keep that upside just because I don't think he could get what you want in return from other teams yeah, because yeah. of that worry of injury, because of that worry about it, can he play center at this level. He's a good yeah, hard player, very good hard player. 
Just because we're bringing up Ottawa, quick, I'll say one last thing that, like, Absolutely. the wild card on this team is that Connor Brown. Like, somebody might just pay you out the ass to get him. And then so, and you take it, right? That's the. Yeah, you take any you do, crazy deal for him. Deal. So, if you can get a haggle deal type, like, maybe not quite, or something along those lines. Yeah, maybe not that far. Not quite know, that like, far, you know, obviously, but lot. if you can get somewhere up in that, that ballpark range of. You taking it, taking it. So, uh, let's let's move on to Dallas because we got a coaching uh, addition there, and I had some questions on some contracts here. Well, let's start with the coaching. Uh, as they signed Pete DeBoer to a, I think it was a four-year contract, if I remember reading that correctly. Uh, didn't see how much money. Probably four million, like the rest of the coaches out there. Um, <laughs> What do you guys think of Pete DeBoer as coach of this Dallas Stars team? I'll start, yeah. Chase. Does it not seem, like, super simple and plain and, like, boring and, like, kind of like, wow, yeah, I guess so, hey, like. Yeah. Of course, like, like this is, like, the other San Jose. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is the 2020 San Jose. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's I. It's pretty boring. It's I don't like Pete DeBoer as a coach, and I didn't like this team and how they played before. I don't <laughs> love Pete DeBoer. I don't love him. Based uh, on the options, out I do there, like I don't him. Like the option. I think he's a very good coach, and I think he helps a lot of people, and I think he's going to help the shit out of this team. Um, yeah, he's going to be better than Jim Montgomery, I think, for sure. But. Yeah, I think he's going to be pretty good for this team. It's going to be kind of weird watching this team. What's that, Jordan? Honestly. I just said it won't change the excitement of the hockey. Yeah, that's... I think it will. It it will a little. It'll make it better. I think. But... uh, I think it'll get this team spry in a little bit, especially with the young uh, talent that they're going to try to be forcing in the lineup the next couple years. That's what I'm scared about. That's the move, mainly. That's why I don't like it. The veterans, the favoritism on the veterans is over. Like, Radulov's gone, Bonus is gone. Um, Raffle didn't get an offer he liked, so he might be gone because they're just probably straight up like, you're worth this much because we could just play Riley Toofty probably. And he might even do better than you. So Yeah, I'm... um, Sort of stuff. Dallas is definitely my wildcard team of, like, they might just not do anything because... They just have a good AHL team to pull from. So yeah, like, they might even be better off of like not doing anything. Right. Like I literally did something weird and simple by uh, giving Seattle Kudobin um, and taking on Donskoy because of Donskoy is such a weird year. Yeah. He's a Finn, maybe fucking like this is a pretty finished team. Maybe he can find himself with this with this team playing them um, on a team with like Hints, Lindell, Heiskin, yeah. and stuff like that. So. Maybe he can be a little bit more comfortable on that team and uh, find himself and see how we can deal with the buyout and fucking piss all of them. You know, they're trying to make some moves and do some things. It's probably the least of their worries. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, probably out of it. You know, and yeah, I, really like I do nothing else with Dallas. Like, yeah, I, I did very similar trade. I went and I got Andreas Bjork instead from Buffalo for yeah. for Hudobin because I'd like to see That's him. Not bad. I like to see what he can maybe do um, on a better team now. He's finally, like, in my mind, solidified himself as an NHL player. Like, 
it, that was the issue. He wasn't getting the game time to actually be an NHL hockey player. I think he is now. I'd like to see him like fight for a position on a real hockey team. And they need a guy like that who might be able to just sneak a quick like, 10, 15 goals a year, fight for the puck in the corners, maybe help Faxa get a little offense going. I think they just yeah, need some yeah. depth, honestly. I, I want to do something as well. and But the bigger thing they need to worry about is their contracts is what I was looking at. And they kind of run out of money pretty quickly with these three guys. Um, which player do you guys want to discuss first? Do you want to talk about the old guy, Klingberg? What? No, I say we bring him up last. Last? Okay, let's talk about Robertson then because that's yeah, interesting. Hey. I'll throw it to you, feel, Chase, and then Jordan. I feel like I gave him a year too long, probably, but I kind of tried to make it so it was the length of Sagan's contract. Yeah. Um, and not in between Ben and Sagan, but I guess in all reality, it'd be fine if it was in between and it was only four years. No, four to five years. Uh, 5.21 mil each year for Jason Robbins Robertson given the RoboCop um, a good time frame to prove that he is as good as he showed he was and yeah I think it's a fucking pretty great payment for one blow up year um, with Pavelski uh, and stuff like that I'd say two I just want to see where it goes I want to see where where this goes and then he can get a big payday when he's like still only like 26 20 seven you know yep. so like it's a good still prime age um you know you should be able to garner quite a bit of money if he stays healthy and that sort of stuff i just i don't see i don't see him getting fucking anything wild like when rupe hence got that three million dollar deal that was kind of mind-blowing yeah you know? that's so, true it was only two years i believe though right rupees yeah it wasn't long so it wasn't long yeah. um yeah, uh, Jordan, what are your thoughts? What does uh, Jason Robertson contracts look for you? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe a little shorter, maybe like three or four, like five, five, onwards to six, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning more on Jordan. I think this guy's going to get paid a lot of money because he's scored 40 fucking goals, um, and that is insane. And I know yeah. what you're saying about the one year, but to me it was... The bubble, or that shortened year counts so much. Like, what he showed that year, he could have won Rookie of the Year that year. He was that good. And yeah, unnoticed so good. by a lot of people. And this year, he was actually noticed. I, and to me, he's, like, there's a few young players that come up that, like, you look at and you're, like, just blown away by. And you're, like, just give him the money because he's worth it. And he's one of them to me. He's one of those odd wingers that's, like, he's going to be, like, this team's... Patrick Kane asked to score like goals. Like he's gonna be their guy to rely on, and you just don't see that right away with wingers that are in my eyes. So I don't know. I think he's getting paid. Yeah, I think he's getting six I'm, for four. Yeah, I'm a little hesitant on that. Exactly. Like I don't know if you can like super rely on this guy to score your goals every year. Like to forty. Not to forty, but thirty. Be, like, I'm looking at thirty every damn near every year. Maybe one. One and if he's yeah. playing eighty-two games every year, I'm looking at thirty goals a season minimum. Yeah, frankly, yeah. from this guy, and he's that talented to do it. He's got players with him. Like he's going back to the same great line. Like why wouldn't he do it? And 
I'm starting to lean more towards you, Chase, as like trying to get him at that five-year deal around six. Because I wonder if I went too short a term, but I got the money more angled. And where I, I gave him three years at first because I lined it up with Jamie Ben, Just so like when yeah. Ben's up, you can pay him his Ben's money and you still have five, yeah. six mil to work with. But it's... Yeah, it's pretty tough, man. Like, how do you, how do you go from just like making, you know, league minish or something like that to just, bam, you know, like that's that's usually just, like top top players. And I get know, that, but the cap's going up. Increased. And I'm not saying that it's that I'm not doing that because I'm giving them like five mil because yeah. I thought that was super impressive. Um, but yeah, like twenty five million dollars almost, uh, twenty six million dollars for five years it would be a decent pay but yeah he could probably could probably get more but i don't know i don't see him getting more than joe pavelski got paid so maybe it'll just be five and a half yeah which is exactly what pavelski got so yeah my which is something they can make work yeah um, absolutely because who's the other guy otter otter the otter what are you guys paying the otter boys what are you going for when you're just floating in the water, scratching your belly and sleeping, I'm, uh, what kind of otter are you feeling? I struggled with um, this one because my... I just m- laughed my... at myself and was like, why am I thinking overthinking this? <laughs> He's a goalie. You proved you're a goalie. $5 million for three years, buddy. There you go. I did. I went a little more. I'll talk to you in a few years. <laughs> Fair enough. Four for four the old classic. Four for four? Yeah, I think oh, yeah. I went more than both of you a little bit, but I also went more in term. I went five and a half because I think he's better than Cal Peterson. I think he's better than those good goalies that signed $5 million, like way better. So I signed him to, I think, a five and a half, a five or four years. I can't remember um, how many years it was, but I, yeah, I, but I think it was five yeah. because I wanted him locked up being the goalie for this core. Like when Sagan's done, that seemed like a good time to, for him to be done too. So, yeah, five I'm and a half. Assuming for five. that since he's so young, I think he would he still be a UF or an RFA or no? He's twenty two. He maybe? might still have. He's twenty three right now. Twenty three. Like, he will be an RFA until he's maybe twenty seven. But I think because he played so young, it'll probably be twenty six. Twenty six or twenty seven is when his RFA rights will end. One of those years. So three, four years. Mm-hmm. So I would be going over those years with mine, but with your guys' shorter yeah. ones, it would you might have still have control of them. Yeah, that's what I would be hoping for. Yeah, I get the control. I just want when the new wave comes the in, power you can of the docks <laughs> of the force. <laughs> uh... And buddy, uh, you're definitely signing, re-signing Scotty Wedgwood, hey? Like, yes, I did. Not it. Yeah, I signed oh, Wedgwood. Exactly. I signed for a one-year, one million dollar to prove it, and that'll pay him like yep. one and a half, two million if he's good I again. Oh yeah, I gave him eight hundred and forty-one thousand dollars because his number is forty-one. Nice. Uh, I I gave him that cool million because why not? <laughs> I do not have a yeah, I like around the cool mill. Yeah, yeah I I what I just gave him a nice going. deal because he's been floating around the league and he's like finally solidified as like an NHL backup. So I think he should get paid like. At least a million bucks. The cap went up a million. They can afford to pay that premium on just Wedgwood, I think. So, But uh, bigger question, and where I'm more stumped with, I would say, is 
the John Klingberg contract and whether, well, whether you guys decide to bring him back or not, but let's say hypothetical he does come back, what's the number that gets both parties to sign sign the check? Jordan? I, don't know. I think it's got to be long term. That's so not, I'm thinking yeah. seven, eight years. I know. <laughs> that does not sound fun. No, yeah, no doubt, hey? I But like, that's how you keep them. And I think, that's how you keep them, I think, too. I think that's why this contract hasn't happened yet. Um, because, and I, I think that's why we've heard what we've heard, heard all season about this contract yeah. and oh. what's going on there. And then he doesn't get traded and all this stuff. Because they never wanted to break this relationship up. But Jim Neal's like, yo, dog, you ain't worth what you think you're worth. And yeah. he's like, well, fuck you. You know, like, fuck you. And I'm, I want to trade then, if that's what you think. And it's just like, well, whatever. And then they'll wait until he realizes that, like, nobody's going to give you $7 million for seven years or six years. Or yeah, he's not getting it with term. That, that's the big difference. It's going to be a three-year deal at seven. If he's getting the premium money, it's short-term deal. Yeah. Sure. So that's why, like Jordan said... I think Dallas is just going to sign him to, like, this absurdly cheaper deal for, like, seven years. Because, yeah. but, like, what is See, that? <laughs> Bite now, what I think it is. Keep him always good at a good term. See, what I have down here is I understand what you're saying. I feel like this could be, I have it as a three-year deal, but I definitely understand how it could be a six-year deal. Yeah. Um, That's what I said. But 5.8 mil, same as Essa Lindell. Because Essa Lindell does everything for you defensively and yeah, almost Klingberg nothing for you doesn't. offensively. And yeah, he does, does everything that Klingberg do doesn't, and Klingberg does everything yeah. that Lindell doesn't. So it's like, yeah, Why not? that's the dynamic, and that's how it goes. And I, I think you just go three years because it's just, yeah, you have Lindell up, you have Sutter up, and you can really make some real decisions about how things go in the next couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, you can actually... You yeah. have some sort of flexibility on defense, and you're not just stuck with these guys or something like that. You yeah, know? that like, that Sutter deal. Harley, I'm sure you have other fucking uh, Hanley, Joel uh, Hanley coming up. Um, you could a draft a defenseman this year. Hell, um, you've got a fourth round pick, so probably should. Um, there's a, quite a few sneaky defensemen that can turn into yeah, a Dallas start. There's a lot of good right-handed defensemen that could be late coming too. Yeah, like, I have them looking at Tristan Leneau at the moment, which is um, kind of a stab to some and stuff like that. But there's a lot of guys like Seaman Cases or Seaman Casey or something like that. Yeah, there's Seamus Casey. There's there's a whole bunch of guys. There's Salmonson, too. There's Nelson. There's a couple of guys who are floating around that late first, early second. So, yeah, no, I... I agree with you. I think that Suter deal is actually really biting them in the ass right now. Not that he's not a good hockey player for them. It's just like, you don't need that in a 37-year-old defenseman. Yeah, right three now. years. Like, yeah, three years, exactly. you got tied up. Like, it'll like, be fine next year for sure. But, like, after that, it's the, not. two years after is a little ugly. So. It's real ugly. Like, I, you didn't need to sign that. You really didn't. <laughs> I wonder what that buyout is. Let's take a Another buyout. Another buyout for Suter. <laughs> Yeah, like, what would that? I'm just wondering. I never even. Uh, well, I don't want to. That would be nuts. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. 
Let's um, get Votto. Well, he's, did you hear what he's, he's kind of a stuck up guy. A little, a little intense, that guy. A little intense, he says, Chase. Um, yeah, apparently he was just always bitching about not being first line power play and uh, shit like that. Sounds like an American Nashville. hockey player from the 2000s. <laughs> Sounds textbook. Boy. Sounds like how the American teams talked in 2010 and maybe earlier, 2006 as well. <laughs> that is Ryan Suter. Um, so not this year, but next year. If they buy him out, he's $780,000 for two years. And then it goes up to 1.4 mil for two years. So that's not that's too manageable, bad. But you don't want to do that. <laughs> not the, that's not the worst, though. That's not the worst. That's, that's I think that's available. a thing you push on to the next team. I think you say, hey, you're bad. You're going to be bad for the two years you need to spend the money yeah. on it. Buy him out for us. So if you do it the year after, the very last year of his contract, like even better than, hey, like yeah, exactly. it's only... Seven hundred eight thousand dollars for that one year, and then one point four for a year. Like, well, if he's gonna be fine this year, then you're not gonna buy him out after a fine year. Well, he was pretty. Yeah, he was pretty fine this year. I wouldn't buy him out this off season, but no. next off season, I would definitely think about it if he doesn't. Honestly, kind of improve from his game because like that wasn't. They needed more out of him. Honestly, a, a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. But, well, I think this defense does. Um, but going on to Klingberg here, I'll let you guys know what I signed him for quick. I I don't like it anymore, but like, because <laughs> I think it's too much. But I signed him for six two five for five years. Is that I was thinking that for a long time. That's like I don't love it, but like that seems like they'll make everyone happy. Like you can make that money yeah. work, and Klingberg will be happy, and and he ends at the right time is what I like. Like. You can get him to end his contract right time while still being overpaid, but manageable overpaid. Like, it's only a million bucks. Yeah. It's not, like, crazy, crazy overpayment for Klingberg. It may be 700K, and you yeah. can make that work. And I can understand, like, like, that's why I don't like it being 5'8 and doing the same thing as Wendell, because yeah. in all reality, he should be able to get exactly what you're saying. You should, he should be able to get that. Yeah, uh, he should. Ticket, but... but Will he? Because I'm sitting here, I traded away Hudobin for Bjork, who's 1.6 mil. I only have 2 million bucks to work with. Now, you don't have to really change much if you don't want to. But, like, you also have some big guys coming up, and, yeah, I don't know. Predicting for the future really gets scary if you sign that Klingberg deal. Like, it really does. Because <laughs> you don't have cap space next year unless yeah, exactly. Pavelski stays gone unfortunately or signs like the cheapest deal like under two million yeah like Pavelski will probably retire I'm assuming that's why he signed that one I think deal. so too but um, yeah they got some money to pay Rupe obviously um, yeah R- Rupe Gurianov, Gurianov if, if he does up, if he actually uh, yeah plays hockey um, well Ty Delandra is even uh, an RFA yeah. this year so, like, and he'll play this year I think year. too he'll probably get some minutes in the NHL so yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, couple very guys, interesting stuff out of Dallas. Um, but that is all. I guess I got one more thing. Uh, that Andre Kuzmenko signing in Vancouver, Ooh. that uh, really helped out my off-season decisions for them. 
because I was like, oh, I need another forward. I need another forward. Ah, there's the forward, Andre Kuzmenko, on a cheap contract, too. So, pretty happy Beautiful. with that. Makes my, makes a, my interesting Brock Besser trade work, even though... even Oh, I should tell Chase that I didn't tell you that. I told Jordan before the podcast. Should I save it, or do you want to know my Brock Besser trade? Oh, that sounds like a good time. I'll say something quick about Kuzmenko, because this Hell is yeah. the guy that about Kuzmenko, we were kind of know. talking about a while back, about just random Russians that are lighting it up in the KHL. Um, another guy was like Ravshevsky, that's... Uh, yeah. I think Winnipeg's uh, ownership or whatever, like however that works. But uh, yeah, they have the rights. Yeah, or whatever. Kuzmenko, man, right-handed. He can play left center. I doubt he'll play center on this team, he'll but like this wing. guy's getting getting points. He's pretty skilled and stuff like that. Uh, where was some story about him asking for lemon water? It's like a joke or something, and they said they didn't have any lemons or something like that, and then he went and stopped. It got lemons before the next interview and they also had lemons so they're just both hanging out with lemons yeah, nice nice ridiculous. apparently the marriage just happened like, just happened just well apparently sort of pod colson i wouldn't be surprised if pod colson had a little discussion with him because he tweeted out good choice and yeah, I, obviously i assume they played at some point together or know each other in some capacity there um, yeah, 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 no doubt. No yeah, no, that's going to be an interesting team. That's a big steal. It was a weird contract. Contract I've never heard of uh, before. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like I've never heard of it the way they were <laughs> saying it on uh, uh, Twitter there. I can't remember what I read there. If I could even find that. But yeah, it's like a 950K deal because obviously he's like 26. Yeah. Um, signing his first contract and you can't sign an entry-level deal yeah it's those weird rules um so yeah it was like one of the few times you could use this new rule or some shit it's fucking pretty nice. wild nice i think you can make like a 1.95 mil oh yeah in total at the end of this or something crazy um just in bonuses and all that sort of shit nice. technically nice. as cap it i believe is still nine the whole time. Yeah, it is. Just for a one-year deal. Yeah, that's what it says on Cap Friendly here. Uh, one, just nine fifty one year. So, super, super good. I'll tell you my Brock Besser trade, and then we can close out this podcast. Uh, I got nothing Word. to say. Uh, I told Jordan it. He thought I should add a pick to it, obviously, but I'm workshopping. I traded Brock Besser to the LA Kings because they can afford to pay him, and they could use some goal scoring potential on the right side. You never know. So I gave up uh, Rasmus Kupari and Sean Walker. So Sean Walker gets to play with Travis Dermott, like you also have been hoping for, Chase. And, and, and Kupari is a 22-year-old right-handed center who has already played 50 games in the NHL last year, and he looked pretty solid. He got some playoff games in. I think he played five of the playoff games, which very good considering their lineup. I think he's a good prospect. I like him. But obviously, yeah, Kupari is like one of my favorite yeah, man. prospects, man. Like honestly, he's like and and yeah, LA has guy. enough center prospects they can afford to give up a pretty decent one. Didn't he go like super late, Kupari? 
He's like 20th overall or something like that in the 2018, I believe it was. 2018, 2019. Oh, yeah, 20th overall. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Fogamo that went to the yeah. third round that just blew me away. I was like... No yeah, no, I'm not trading Fogamo. Don't worry, I didn't uh, add him to the deal. <laughs> but, no, Kupari's definitely going to be fucking awesome. He looked pretty good this he year. Did. Just one of the several guy, kids that just found exactly. a way to make it work in that in that place eh? yeah and you know, vancouver like, gets the younger center that they desperately need so they can play miller on the wing <laughs> like he might be able to eventually slot in at that third line second line as soon as two years so yeah I, that's kind of the range i was looking for it saves cap space for vancouver la can pay him everyone gets players they need to make their team work win win oh uh, yeah how you feeling about yeah, that I took a... decent bad Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> the worst, right? Just the worst. I also um, paid Besser like saying, six million. Like, Besser for like Kupari is like your main more or less pieces. You got some Yeah. Some Sean Walker. Shawn Walker to get some extra right handed depth there. That cause that's what they needed. So Yeah. yeah. My mind went. That's pretty interesting, man. Pretty interesting, yeah. That's what I thought. So I, I don't mind it because I, I like Sean Walker going to <laughs> Vancouver. Vancouver. They're kind of stacked with if you're keeping that Shen, hey? Because then you got like that. I I'm looking to trade Pullman. I'm looking to trade Pullman. He he's yeah, hey. kind of just an odd man out right now with this and the new GM coming in. He didn't sign him. He has no. Yeah, and I think somebody will be interested. I definitely can think play some PK for you. Yeah, so. he's not a bad player. Yeah. I just don't think he fits this lineup. Yeah, like, it's just it's just so insane. Like, everybody talks about Besser for the last three years getting traded. So I'm just now, I'm just, like, recently, like, within the last few days, I'm, like, feeling like I should just accept the fact that Besser's getting traded because yeah. I just heard something else today about, like, I did too. GMs being, like, yeah, like, don't, like, think we're just going to do a fire sale, but, like, yeah. Miller and Bozer are on the table. Like, they're listening to everything for sure. And, yeah, something big's clearly going to happen. Yeah, well, um, allegedly. So yeah, I don't mind that. I don't no. mind that going to because that kind of fits the bill for like being Dustin Brown because like that's where Bozer's game needs to go. He needs yeah. to get edgier, like Dustin Brown, and they're gonna push him and force him into that Dustin Brown spot. It might be the best, uh, best thing for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the spotlight won't be on him as much, which I think will really benefit Besser. I think he's gonna be a great player when nobody's watching him. Because that's yeah. the type of player he is. We didn't expect him to be good in his rookie season. He scored how many goals? And he's not been yeah. bad since then. But it's just not. Yeah, hey. Not been the same. No, like, everything I said is like just how recency bias I'm feeling. But like in general, like I've always felt like this guy's not leaving. And with his like yeah, what's I going on that. with his family and his dad and stuff like that, it just seems like an even not the good time, time to trade him. You know, even more not the time. Yeah, the biggest and... issue is the contract, right? Because he's got a qualifying mm-hmm. offer of seven and a half million, and yeah, lots, lot, and they're not paying. If him. he chooses to go, that if road, he chooses you know? to go the one year qualifying, obviously, um, oh. yeah. Questions? Lots of big questions go here, but that is all I got. Do you guys have any final notes you'd like to say before we close out this podcast? Nothing. Nah, dog, it's all good. Cool. Fucking cool. stellar day. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Go follow us on our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, at the Couch on Ice. 
and we will catch you guys next podcast in two days from now. Peace. Peace. <laughs>